Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Harbor Hawks Squawk Talk. I'm Scott Squires and we're pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Halifax Harbor Hawks, members of the Maritime Football League. Joining us is Shannon Rohde. Good afternoon, Shannon. Good afternoon. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking time uh, out of a weekend to uh, spend a little bit of time with us here on the Harbor Hawks Squawk Talk podcast. Not a problem. Happy to be here. So I guess first things first for uh, folks that may not be familiar with uh, who you are, a little bit of background about football. As mentioned off the top, you are the head coach uh, of the Halifax Harbor Hawks, part of the Maritime Football League, Senior Football League here in Maritime Canada with teams in uh, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and Prince Edward Island. But a little bit about you, Shannon, uh, you know, where you're from originally and uh, what was your first exposure? How did you first get involved and interested in football? Uh, not a problem. I grew up here in Nova Scotia, born and raised in Dartmouth, and I live in Halifax now. Um, I got started in football when my boys played in the minor leagues here in Halifax for the, the then Raiders and Chargers. Uh, as a single parent, I couldn't afford to pay the fees, so I volunteered my time as a uh, team manager, and I did the websites for both teams. Towards the end of my youngest son's football minor league football career, I really started to get interested in working with the kids more, so started taking coaching courses. Um, from there, I began coaching defensive backs with the Raiders, and due to complications with coaching, I ended up becoming the head coach of the Raiders and then the Chargers. And while working with them, I also started with flag teams. So I've been involved with coaching with the minor leagues, and with flag for about 10 years. So your boys aside, because as a parent, I know what it's like when your kids are involved in something, you definitely want to take an interest in it as a parent. But what was it? Was there something in particular, aside from the fact that, of course, you were engaged because your kids were involved, but was there something about the game itself that kind of connected and resonated with you that kind of gave you the interest to get involved and to start coaching? Uh, yeah, really, the biggest thing for me, especially as you start to really become involved in the sport, you, you suddenly get to realize that, yes, you have your breakaway plays and your breakaway players, but there are no breakaway players without the whole team. If the line doesn't do their job, then your running back isn't going anywhere. And it was helping the, these young men and young women, because I have had a couple of girls on my teams through the years, but helping them realize that it is a whole cohesive unit that while one player may be scoring the touchdown, he or she is not going anywhere with the rest of the people on the team and helping them to realize that and what that means in their lives and how to work as a team going forward, as opposed to I'm the star, worship me. It, it really made a difference in a lot of people's lives. And I got the, um, I've had the pleasure of having parents come back and say, joining this team, joining this sport has really helped my child grow and develop into a better person. That's phenomenal. That is absolutely phenomenal. There's nothing like that feeling when you get that kind of positive feedback from a parent, especially 
at the sports level. And before we go on and talk a little bit more about the Halifax Harbor Hawks and how you got involved to become their head coach, you mentioned, uh, you know, guys and girls, boys and girls, uh, men, women, however you want to refer to it, uh, playing mm-hmm. a game and that you've coached both. You actually uh, have some uh, fingerprints all over a pretty significant <laughs> development a couple of years ago on the female side of football. Maybe just tell folks about your involvement with uh, the Halifax Explosion. I am fortunate enough to be one of the co-founders of the Halifax Explosion. Um, I was involved with them for the first three years that uh, they came to be. Um, I was also involved with the Maritime Football League uh, itself, the Maritime Women's Football League itself. So I really got introduced to football in the Maritimes through that association. But um, it, was a, it was a huge privilege to be able to work with, with these ladies who had this outlet for the first time in their lives in a lot of cases. There are a couple of them, a couple of ladies who had been able to play for Sir John A. or a couple of the other high schools. Um, but this was their first real experience playing football and getting out and having the joy of being able to express their physicality without being restrained and it was pretty freeing for a lot of the ladies and they really enjoy it and it's interesting because you and I had a chance to talk actually before we came on live to do the podcast and you know there's a lot of uh, different accounts and teams and athletes that I follow through my social media especially Twitter and I commented to you that from what I see and from what I follow there seems to be a really vibrant uh, women's football program out west maybe you know what would your comment be about that and and where you see things out west and how you'd like to see the game develop from a women's perspective down here in the atlantic region or eastern canada wow that's that's a complex one i have had um at least one of my original players uh is now at west playing football and and really enjoying it and doing well um the big thing here is is the buy-in from those outside the association itself. Um, really, when I was involved, the only buy-in was friends and family. Um, so it, it was a little harder to expand and to get the uh, what's the right word? Uh, it's escaping me at the moment. But uh, like the involvement, maybe. Well, yeah, and it, it, uh, there's many a time I've heard it equated to a lower level of football. Uh, while I can uh, appreciate that it is something that people are growing and developing in, it, it, it takes time to grow and develop. You can't start off at a higher level. You, you can't just walk in and go, hey, I'm, I'm the shit. I'm going to take everything over. It, you walk in and you grow and you develop. So that's what's happening with these ladies, and that's why I think you're starting to see more of the growth here in the Maritimes is, is they are a little more solid in their foundation. Out um, on the West Coast and, this, and uh, Central Canada, you've got a lot more buy-in with the semi-pro and professional teams, the men's teams, and they have a, a lot more support from those teams. Therefore, they have a lot more community support. We don't have too many semi-pro teams here, so we're missing that avenue. 
it's just one more piece of exposure that the women's teams here don't have access to. Well, I think it's tremendous uh, what's going on with the the women's game in football. Mm. I do follow the explosion on Twitter, and they're so very engaged. They're uh, really excited about what they're doing and and would certainly look forward to the growth of the game on the women's side here. And and having individuals like yourself in a coaching position at whatever level of football is only going to help. So let's kind of bring it back around now to the Halifax Harbor Hawks. You obviously have all kinds of experience uh, at the football level. As you said, so many different levels you've been involved with in, in a coaching perspective. How did things kind of come about that you got involved with the Halifax Harbor Hawks, who are in their inaugural year in the Maritime Football League? I got involved with the Harbor Hawks through Micah Brown. I have had the pleasure of knowing him for a few years um, through St. Mary's when he was playing at St. Mary's and working with him and coaching across the field from him um, in the minor associations. And we've kind of worked together on a couple of different things with trying to grow and encourage women and mothers, if you, yeah, mostly mothers, I think in the minor league to help them understand what's going on on the football field. Because of course, not a lot of people follow football, like not a lot of women follow football um, so Micah uh, brought me in a couple of times to to help with that or to make pointers on that. And then I've had a couple of opportunities to sit down in coaching clinics with Micah and have him try to teach me the other side of the ball. I work mostly defense. So sitting down with Micah and having the quarterback running through the plays, I've got plays going on the screen and he's going, okay, what, what cover is this? What am I seeing? And it's like, this is the wrong side of the ball. I don't understand. <laughs> um, so that's, that's where I come through with Micah. So we've, we've kind of worked through some stuff in that regard. So when he uh, was putting the team together, um, he approached me as well as a, a few other people. Um, I think in part because of commitment to the sport and enjoyment of the sport. Uh, that's how I came to be here. Um, he knows I wanted to learn more. And to step up my game, and he feel felt that uh, working with these players, some of whom I've worked with since they were younger, but now are in university at a different level, so that would help me improve my own coaching, more tools in my toolbox. And as you're giving me that answer, and I'm listening to you, I think back to when I was in broadcasting school, and uh, our television instructor, on one of the first days of the uh, classroom part of the course, said, I want you all to know that if you continue on and you end up going into a career in television, you'll never watch TV the same. You're going to look at it very differently. And I do, especially sports, because I've been involved in both sides, on in front of the camera and behind. When I'm watching a game, I'm almost looking at it totally differently because I'm doing it in my head and directing it or whatever. As you've gotten more involved in the game, as you've gotten to know more the nuances, has it changed or how much has it changed how you actually watch the game if you're watching a game on TV, for example? Um, much of the consternation of most of my players, I don't watch a ton of football on TV. Uh, I get asked all the time, what's your favorite team? What's your favorite team? Honestly, my favorite team is whatever team my players are on. So I ha- have a tendency to watch a lot of university and high school ball. And therefore, it's usually live, not always with the AUS. 
But when I am watching it on TV, I tend to center in on the positions that I coach, so the defensive backs. And, yeah, I, I tend to be a little critical sometimes um, to myself. Of course, I would never say anything to the guys. Um, but, yeah, it has changed in that regard that I, I center in if I do actually go to, a, like, to watch a game on TV. I do... I do analyze. <laughs> See, you're starting to think about it more, and you're actually, I think you're actually realizing, like, you know what? I actually do. <laughs> that is kind of Yeah, yeah, I do. You don't really think about it at the time. You're just kind of going, you know, the armchair quarterback kind of thing, sitting down. Um, I think I've got, you know, a step or two up from an armchair quarterback because I actually have coached the position. However, um, yeah, I didn't realize quite how critical I can be sometimes. <laughs> You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I wanted to know that. (laughs) So let's talk about uh, your most recent game. I know that you actually had a game today scheduled at home against Martin, but it was postponed. So uh, it's going to be a bit of a break between games. But your last game was another home game. Uh, You took on the St. John Wanderers, Uh, a relatively close game, but the Wanderers took it 33-20 when it was all said and done. As a coaching staff, uh, what kind of things did you take away from that game and what did you like and what were some things that you want to work on before your next game? Some of the things uh, we have talked about working on uh, for the next game, well, really the biggest one is communication and coming together. Uh, If you watched the game, you saw in the second half of the game, things solidified a little more. Uh, The guys were coming together and all on the same page and it really showed. You came, the the men came to the field and there were the right number of players. They were communicating. They they knew what was going on. They had a plan of action and coming in and standing behind our backup quarterback and supporting him. And it's just that whole change in and of itself with having a backup quarterback in, that's been a, a huge shift for us. So it was really nice to see in the second half the the guys coming together and, and working in that regard. And I think that's going to be a, a big change for us, a, a big positive step for us in our next game, that things are really the, – the trust is coming together for our new quarterback. And sometimes – let you know. Let's not lose sight of the fact that uh, this is the inaugural season for the Harbor Hawks. So yeah. sometimes, and, and especially football, probably more than any other sport, there's such complexity in the playbook and getting to learn all of those nuances. And like you said, you know, football is a game where you might have that one outstanding player, that one player who has a great game, but everybody's so important, making sure that everyone's yeah. executing on each individual play. Sometimes it takes time to come together. How satisfied are you as a coaching staff to what you just mentioned that it seems to be getting more cohesive and better game to game? How satisfied are you with where that progress is? Personally, I am pleased with the progress. I know we still have a lot of room to grow, but honestly, every team does. I don't care how long you've been together. You've always got new players, new coaches, something is new. So you've always got room to grow. But this was such a huge change for us. The fact that we have come 
so far in a week is I don't think too many teams could do that. I, I think it is a testament to not only our players, but our coaching staff and our, our previous quarterback, Micah, for helping bring everybody together. Um, it, I can't see anywhere else but up. It is just the, like I said, everything is just really coming together for us. Well, coming together is certainly important as the season rolls along. The standings pretty tight. There's four teams in the league. The only undefeated team right now, the Moncton Mustangs. But a big game, as I mentioned, for the Halifax Harborhawks coming up this, uh, well, next weekend, I guess, technically. You're making the trip over to PEI. You're going to the Cornwall Turf to the Terry Fox Sports Complex to take on the Island Mariners. The Mariners right now behind you in the standings. What things are you doing to prepare for the uh, Island Mariners? And what are a couple of keys for your guy, for your team to be successful next week? Honestly, our, our biggest hurdle is making sure that everybody is, is coming together and communicating and continuing on. I mean, as much as everybody is working with the new quarterback, it is still a, a work in progress. And that really is, in my opinion, our biggest stumbling block, if you will, at the moment. I mean, not that we're stumbling, but it it is our biggest hurdle. I mean, the Mariners are are a phenomenal team. We do have our work cut out for us. But I think that we are ready for the challenge. And I I forget, I think, I know we are ready for the challenge. I know our guys will step up and do what they need to do. The eyes our eyes right now tend to be offensively again, because of the major change and we're relying on our defense to step up and stand the way they have been doing. And they have been doing an amazing job. It needs to stay and they need to realize that we're not overlooking them. We are just expanding and moving and growing. Um, I think as long as we, as long as everybody buys in to how we see the team as being, and by we, I mean the coaching staff, that we know where they are, that we know what they can do, then they are going to give their best and they will do what we need them to do next Saturday. From Micah Brown, right on down to, of course, yourself, the head coach, and and everybody I see involved with the team, this first-year team, in my humble opinion, is really doing it right. Not only on the field, but the game day experience at Husky Stadium in Halifax for home games, to the social media presence, to even the yep. uniforms, the colors, the swag, all of it. It just seems to be, for lack of a better word, really professionally run. What's it been like for you to be involved, and what are your impressions of what it's been like so far for a first-year team? Oh, this is amazing. Working with Micah, he had so many things already set out and decided and planned. He had all of this already set out, uh, how he wanted it to look, what he wanted to do. And then he went out and handpicked the people he wanted to work with. Um, After being involved with the explosion, where it was 
we were all deciding how this team was going to look and the months of work of everybody coming together and trying to figure everything out to walk in to the Hawks with Micah going, here is this, this is what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And he already had everything from working with the teams that he worked with in Europe. He had cherry picked what he liked out of what each of his previous teams did and said, I can see these being the best presentation of how we want football to look, that we want um, a team that showcases players, that we want a league that showcases the ability of players in the Maritime. It's so oh my God, I cannot even begin to say how seamless it has been for everybody to just walk in and go. We walk in and do our jobs and we don't have to worry about anything. It's like it's been running forever. And you can definitely tell that uh, by following the team through the website, through social media. Of course, first-year coach with this team, and you never want to look past your upcoming game or look too far ahead. But because in this four-league team, all four teams make the playoffs where the one seed plays the four, two versus three. Correct. Again, I know you don't want to look past your next opponent, but <laughs> knowing that you are going to be somewhere in those top four seeds, what's one or two things as a coaching staff that you'd really, really like to fine-tune and have, to use the cliché, going on all cylinders once the playoff time comes? Oh, wow. Two things I would, geez. I honestly, uh, Scott, I can't think of anything more than I've already kind of commented on um, because all I can see is the current situation. By the time we hit playoffs, we're going to be a different team. We're, we're going to be stronger than we already are. So it, it's hard for me to project what our weaknesses are going to be in three weeks because they're not going to be the same weaknesses we have now. Does that that's, make sense? That's a really good coaching answer right there. Well done, Coach. <laughs> Thanks, sir. <laughs> and, and before we wrap it up, you know, again – you've talked about so much and you can tell how much you love it and how passionate you are about what you're doing and in being involved with football and the Harbor Hawks and you still got season left. But to this point for you personally, what's been kind of a couple of, and even if it's just one, but what's been a couple of really satisfying things for you, whether it's the reaction you've got from your players or even the reaction that you've got from your own family and friends as to what you're doing. But for you personally, what's been kind of a really neat kind of moment or something that you cherish to this point? The biggest thing for me right now, this minute, is the fact that I get to work with young men that I coached from the time they were 10 years old till they went to high school. I got to watch them play and currently play in universities. Um, I've had the privilege of having players in all four Nova Scotia universities, um, and I get to work with them on the field again. That is to to see how far they have come since I last worked with them and to see their character and the men they are becoming and to know that I had even a small part of that is humbling. But to walk onto that field, 
my <laughs> all through the minor leagues, my kids booked appointments with me. You know the uh, the old adage of you know the football widow. Well, my kids were <laughs> were the football widow because when you're involved in so many different things, football was a year round thing for me. I've taken the last couple of years off and to get back into it and have this change and to be able to see, I've got, I think I've got four players on here that I coached previously. It's, it's humbling and it's, it makes me long for the field and to go to practice and to go to games to watch what they do. And now I've got a whole bunch of new guys that I get to watch as they grow and develop. And it's my favorite part of the game. It's my favorite part of the game. There's, I know you can't see my face as the listeners can't either, but I had a giant smile on my face the whole time you were giving out that, that <laughs> Be, truly because your, your heartfelt sincerity was really coming through in your voice. And it's very easy to tell how much you love what you do. And, and Coach Shannon Rohde, I think that's a great place to leave it right there. I really appreciate you coming on on the Saturday afternoon and doing this, and we'd love to have you on again on a future <laughs> episode of uh, Harbor Hawk Squawk Talk because uh, there's still uh, a good month or so left in the season. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. It is going to be a very interesting month. Well, listen again, uh, we wish you lots of luck next week over in PEI taking on uh, the team over there, the Island Mariners. Safe travels and uh, good luck in your next game. Thanks so much, Scott. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure to have you on board. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks again. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye now. Well, what a pleasure it was to have head coach Shannon Rohde from the Halifax Harbor Hawks, members of the Maritime Football League, as our guest today on Harbor Hawks Squawk Talk. I'm Scott Squires. Just a reminder, the next game for the Harbor Hawks is on Saturday, June the 2nd. It's going to be over at the Terry Fox Sports Complex, the Cornwall Turf over in Prince Edward Island. The Halifax Harbor Hawks on the road, taking on the Island Mariners again Saturday, June 2nd at 4 p.m. I would encourage you to follow the Maritime Football League, their website, as well as the HalifaxHarborHawks.com website, and follow the Harbor Hawks and the Maritime Football League as well via social media. Until next time, friends, I'm Scott Squires. This is Big Game Sports Radio. It's been the Harbor Hawks Squawk Talk. And remember, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Bye for now.